Hello, everyone, and welcome to another installment of Podcast 360, your go-to resource for medical news and clinical updates. I'm your moderator, Lee Procopio, with Consultant 360 Specialty Network. While several studies have recently been published suggesting new and important ways that the vitamin D in our gut microbiomes affects our overall health, there continues to be knowledge gaps concerning just how vitamin D and our gut microbiomes interact. In order to further explore this relationship, researchers conducted a study to examine the gut microbiome composition of 567 older men and their vitamin D metabolites. Joining us today to discuss this study and its implications is Dr. Deborah Cotto. Dr. Cotto is a professor of medicine at the University of California, San Diego School of Medicine and the director of the Osteoporosis Clinic for the UCSD Health System. Thank you so much for joining me today, Dr. Cotto. Let's dive into your study. You and your research team examined the relationship between the gut microbiome and vitamin D in older men. What prompted this study? So opportunity is the first answer and that I'm the principal investigator of the San Diego site of an observational study called the Osteoproduct Fractures in Men study that originally enrolled about 6,000 men back in 2000. And we continue to follow them for risk factors for osteoporosis and fractures to this day. And it turned out that in 2014, at their fourth clinic visit, when these men were about 84 years old, the principal investigator of the study, Dr. Eric Orwall from the Oregon Health Sciences University, thought to obtain stool specimens from these men who were willing to participate, and then asked the other investigators, which included me, do I have any questions with regards to how we might use this? stool specimens in terms of furthering the science. And so the question that I came up with being the osteoporosis clinic director here at UCSD was, I wonder how the gut microbiome might interact with vitamin D metabolites. And so that's how the study came about. Of course, this would be of interest to study in a large, uh, diverse population, but it just so happened that I had access to about 600 stool specimens from men who were part of this larger Mr. Oss study that involves men who live in six different areas of the United States, namely uh, Birmingham, Alabama, near Pittsburgh, uh, Pennsylvania, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Portland, Oregon, Palo Alto, California, as well as San Diego, where I'm from. The results of the study indicated that microbiome diversity was associated with active vitamin D and not the precursor form. What is the importance of this finding? The importance of this finding is that it's actually very timely. In the past couple of years, we've had results from large randomized controlled trials of vitamin D supplementation. Mainly, um, the biggest is probably the vital trial of over 25,000 men and women recruited from across the United States, where they were randomized to receive either 2,000 international units of vitamin D3 versus uh, placebo and followed to see if there would be a difference in the incidence of 
cancer and cardiovascular outcomes. Because as you and some of the listeners may know, there's been a lot about vitamin D being very helpful for a variety of conditions and cancer and cardiovascular disease were among the top. Unfortunately, the trial did not show any benefit for those people who were randomized to the vitamin D supplement versus the placebo and in any of those outcomes and including even falls and fractures, which is my area of expertise. Um, sometimes, you know, some of the people who've looked at the study said, well, this is probably because they didn't recruit for people who are vitamin D deficient and therefore why would vitamin D help them? Well, um, of those 25,000 people, um, a good number of them actually did have vitamin D measures, the precursor form, and they were able to see if they were deficient or not. And looking at those people who were vitamin D deficient and randomized to taking vitamin D versus placebo, there was also no benefit. So this really called into question what's going on here. And this study that we just published may shed some light onto that and that we were able to show that 125-dihydroxy vitamin D, the active form, is very much associated with measures of um, the gut microbiome in older men. And not only that, measures of vitamin D flux, meaning how much is being activated or how much is being metabolized, were also associated with measures of the gut microbial diversity. And we did look at the precursor form and it was a straight line. We saw no association between the precursor form and any measure of uh, the, the gut microbiome. Therefore, it suggests that perhaps one of the issues is it's not a one-size-fits-all, and we need to better understand what's going on with the metabolism of vitamin D in individuals to better differentiate who may benefit from supplements and who may not. The study revealed that 12 particular types of bacteria appeared more frequently in the gut microbiome of the study participants with higher levels of active vitamin D. How might this finding impact how nutritionists and other healthcare professionals consider the association of vitamin D and the gut microbiome? So in the study, it was interesting that of the 12 particular types of bacteria that were more frequently associated with a healthy gut, uh, these were the butyrate-producing bacteria that have been described in previous studies as being important for, say, optimal cardiovascular health. From a nutritionist standpoint, it would suggest that we know that those um, butyrate-producing bacteria produce short-chain fatty acids, and these are derived from foods usually fruits and vegetables and non-processed foods. So it would suggest that we should be instructing individuals, like our mothers told us, make sure you eat your vegetables off your dinner plate, as well as fruits. What knowledge gaps still remain concerning the role of vitamin D in the gut microbiome? Well, in 2021, we still have a lot of knowledge gaps, but um, I think the first I'd like to highlight is that it is generally accepted that the major site of conversion of the precursor form 25-hydroxy vitamin D to the active form 125-dihydroxy vitamin D occurs in the kidney via the enzyme CYP27B1. 
However, results of this study and some mouse studies do implicate the gut and its associated commensal bacteria as important for vitamin D metabolism, and that perhaps there is more peripheral conversion of the 25-hydroxy vitamin D to the 125-dihydroxy vitamin D, or the active form. And while the kidney remains important, uh, we have other options in terms of optimizing our vitamin D uh, metabolism. Clearly, more investigation is needed to better understand the cellular mechanisms involved and how the gut bacteria might influence um, vitamin D metabolism. The second um, major knowledge gap is really to question whether manipulation or changing, say, either the composition of gut bacteria or vitamin D supplements may improve the health of people in terms of, say, optimizing calcium metabolism and absorption and or immune function. And these would require, you know, more interventional studies. And thirdly, our study results are very exciting. It was an observational study, meaning we only looked at people at one um, point in time, one draw of their vitamin D levels, and one collection of stools. So uh, we can't say this is absolute truth. I think we need to probably replicate these results in other populations. But given the robustness of what we found and the types of studies we did, I have pretty good confidence that people will be able to see the same thing in other populations. Thank you so much for joining me today and answering all my questions. Well, thank you very much, Lee, for providing me the opportunity to share our exciting study results that I hope will shed light and not heat in terms of understanding the science of vitamin D and how we can use it in the future to optimize the health of our populations.